So good to have you join us. Mark tells us, records what happened that morning. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, they brought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus. It was very early on the first day of the week when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, well, who's going to roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And then looking up, they saw the stone had been rolled back. It was very, very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, don't be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See, see the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he said. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. You know, the angels are watching you this morning. You know, not your relatives, no, I'm not talking about that. No, angels, God has, these are created beings of God. Sometimes they take on human form. And they are seen in Scripture and described us as people watchers. They are astute observers of us and what goes on down here. Uh, the angels saw the women coming that first Easter Sunday morning. And he didn't want to scare them, but he couldn't help it, right? Have you ever been sitting maybe in a, in a dark room, taking you to rest, or it, and someone walks into the dark room and doesn't know you're there, and they flip the light on, ah! and, you, and you say, sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Or maybe you did, right? But you just can't help it. Well, so the angel, as the women came and stuck their head into the tomb, um, they were alarmed, of course. The women were looking, expecting to find the dead body of, of their dear Jesus. And instead, they were met with this, this guy sitting there, blazingly bright, living and talking to them, an angel. And he said, don't be alarmed. As he settled them down a little bit, he reminded them of why they were there. He reminded them of what brought them to the tomb. He said to them, don't be alarmed, verse 6, you seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. The angel brought these women back to what brought them to the gravesite. They were looking for Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. Um, this Easter morning, when you got up and uh, you know, the angels were watching you today, and you got your cup of coffee, you turned on your computer or fired up your device to watch this or whatever it was, and the angels were, were watching you. They saw you coming to join us. And um, 
What did they see? Um, what did you come looking for today as you joined us? What did you come looking for? Why are you watching this? And the question I want to pose to you, like, like, you know, like, like the ladies, did, are you looking for Jesus this morning? Are you looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified? Because what we're going to do is we're going to watch two groups of people. In Mark's gospel is they're looking for Jesus. There are two groups. There are the women and then there are the disciples. And we're going to join the angels and we're going to watch these two groups of people. They're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. What are they going to find? What are they going to find? <laughs> the first group, the women, they're looking for Jesus in a cemetery. In verse 1, that's what they were doing. They brought spices so they might go and anoint him, anoint his body. And as they're walking to do this, all of a sudden they're realizing, oh my goodness, what, how are we going to get the stone rolled away? How are we going to get to the body? How are we, gonna, how are we going to, to do that? And they were confused, and then they saw that the stone was rolled away. It's like if you were going to to visit a loved one, and they were in a mausoleum. You would go, wait a second, how are we going to get in through the steel doors, the metal doors? These women were looking for Jesus. Why? What were they doing? Well, they were honoring a deceased loved one. See, the spices were to anoint the body because decomposed bodies uh, doesn't smell good. So this is a way of them honoring a, a deceased loved one. We, today, we place flowers at the grave. So who are these ladies? Well, Mary Magdalene was the lady who was freed. Jesus had freed her from seven demons. Imagine, imagine her life. It transformed. She met Jesus, and finally she was free mentally, emotionally, from the darkness, from the bondage, from the... Jesus had set her free, and now she was alive, and she was right with God, and it totally transformed her life. These other ladies, Mary and Salome, these were mothers of some of the disciples. They had watched their sons' lives radically transform. Their lives were going this way. They wondered where their sons' lives were going, and all of a sudden, Jesus came along, and they were following him, captivated by him. So these were women who were so grateful for Jesus, were deeply in love with Jesus, so grateful for his impact on their lives and the lives of their children. And they were looking for Jesus in the cemetery to, to honor a deceased loved one. But what did they find? Verse 6, you seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified, he has risen. He's not here. Look, look. The angel said, look, look. In the look, see the place where they laid him. These ladies had seen the place where they laid him. The Gospel of Mark talks about that. The Mary Magdalene, some of them, they watched them take Jesus from the cross, put him in the tomb, and roll a stone in place. They had seen where they laid him, and now they looked, and the body wasn't there. They were looking for Jesus in the cemetery, and he wasn't there. The reason was 
because this was not a dead Savior. This was a living Savior. Are you looking for Jesus in a cemetery? <laughs> uh, dead Saviors are where you go visit them at their graves, but this is a living Savior. You know, it's interesting to me. I, I think um, many people today are still looking for Jesus in a cemetery. There's a lot of discussion at this time of year coming into Holy Week and Christians and uh, a lot of discussion about searching for the historical Jesus. They talk about the man, the man who lived, the man who died, the man, the myth, the legend, right? Just Jesus. Who was this Jesus? They'll say he's a prophet. They will say he's a great teacher. He will... They'll say he's a champion for social justice, but coming to the place where they say he's the Son of God, the risen Savior, they've got lots of questions and doubts. Many people do. Maybe you do. You come looking for Jesus in a cemetery and you have doubts. But here's the thing. Here's the question. Where's the body? If you're looking for Jesus in a cemetery, where's the body? This was the big question circling around. If you doubt the resurrection and you come honestly looking for Jesus, then follow the body. All the historical literature from the time speak to the fact that even Jesus' most staunch enemies, the people that hated him the most, everybody agrees that the tomb was empty. The tomb was empty. There was no body in there. Now, early reports that started to circulate were that the disciples stole the body. Really? Check it out. If you're wondering this morning, looking for Jesus in the cemetery, follow the body. It's interesting to me, one day when Jesus did walk into a cemetery, and he was there, his friend Lazarus had passed away. And he walks into a cemetery and makes this astounding statement. He said this, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Jesus said? What an astounding statement. Did you come looking for Jesus in a cemetery this morning, today? You won't find him. He's not here. He's risen. He is the resurrection and the life. He is a living Savior. <laughs> All right, let's watch a, a second group. Let's follow the angels and let's watch a second group who are looking for Jesus. These are the disciples and they're looking for Jesus in Galilee. Yeah, look at it's funny to me too. Listen, verse 7, okay, the angel talks to the ladies in verse 7 he says this, "Now go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee and there you will see him just as he told you." That's a strange statement, isn't it? It's very interesting to me first hearing the angel says, now go to tell the disciples that if you're looking for me, I'm going to meet you in Galilee. That's strange. See, the crucifixion and the burial were in Jerusalem. Galilee was the region up north 
a region that surrounded the Sea of Galilee, the lake there, and, and some of the disciples were from the region. Jesus grew up in Galilee. They, the home base was on the Sea of Galilee. So a whole lot happened in Galilee up in north. And Jesus says, you know, meet me up there. Jesus tells his disciples, hey, I'm going to meet you in Galilee. You, you, you know what's, what had to resonate, maybe resonated, probably did with the disciples. There was a very interesting exchange conversation that went on the night before the crucifixion. So this is Sunday, Thursday night. This is the conversation that went on between Jesus and his disciples. In Mark chapter 14, verse 27, he looks at his disciples and he says this, you will all fall away from me, for it is written. He's looking at the disciples the night before he's crucified. He says, you guys are all going to fall away. You're all going to turn your backs on me because the scriptures prophesied it. And here's what Jesus says. The scriptures say, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But then Jesus says to the disciples, but after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. And it's at that point that Peter says to Jesus, even though these guys all have fall away, I will not. Understand something on Easter Sunday morning, the disciples were not looking for Jesus. They were looking for a way out of the mess that they were in. They were looking for a way to somehow sort out the confusion and the total change of events of what happened. They were looking for a way out. They were fearful. And when the women came and told the disciples that Jesus, about the news that he had risen, the disciples rejected it. They said, there is no way. They wrote the women off as a little crazy. But then they started to wonder, well, maybe what if, what in their minds are flying. They're wondering, what if it's true? And what if it is true? Can you imagine the mixed emotions? Some of the disciples had to be thinking, well, the last time, what if Jesus is alive? What if he does want to meet us in Galilee? Am I sure I want to see him? Why? Well, because the last time Jesus had saw the disciples, he'd seen their backside running out of the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus got arrested. The sheep were scattering. So Jesus says, hey, guys, meet me in Galilee. And they're wondering, who are we going to meet? <laughs> Would they meet a forgiving Lord? And that's who they would meet. Jesus had talked about the fact that he was the good shepherd. Jesus and John, these special, uh, just a powerful section. Jesus said, look, I'm the good shepherd. And uh, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I came that you might have life to the full. And then Jesus goes on to say, look, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. The disciples were those sheep, though they had scattered. Jesus said, look, I know you, you know my voice, and I'm not going to, no one's going to snatch you out of my hands. Tell the disciples to meet me in Galilee. He's a forgiving, faithful, loving Lord. 
And it's so interesting, the angel says, and Peter. Tell the disciples and Peter. Why? Why did Peter get called out? Well, remember the night before the crucifixion, when Jesus said they're going to strike the shepherd and you guys are going to flee, Peter was the one who said, not me. So boldly, arrogantly, confidently said, I'm not like that. And so when Peter hears that Jesus wants to meet him in Galilee, whoa. The Gospel of John in chapter 21 records that beautiful scene when this eventually happened. Jesus did meet Peter in Galilee on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, on the very shores where Jesus first called Peter to follow me, Jesus said. And it was on the shores of the Sea of Galilee when in his beautiful picture, Jesus restores Peter. In John chapter 21, three times Jesus says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know. Do you love me? Do you love me? And there's this amazing scene of Peter graciously restored. So the message coming out of the tomb to Peter was there's a forgiving Lord who wants to meet you in Galilee. So this Sunday morning, all right, we celebrate Easter 2,000 years later. The angels are still watching. As they watched you today come and watch this, what did they see? Did they see you seeking, looking for Jesus? Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. Maybe you're a follower of Christ. Maybe you're a Christian. And maybe that invitation to meet Jesus has is, is got mixed emotions with you like it is the disciples and like it did with Peter, right? Maybe like Peter and the disciples right now, right now, this morning, today, you're coming off of a fresh string of failures, sin, denials like Peter and the disciples. And you wonder what's going to happen if I look for Jesus and meet him in Galilee. Can I assure you? who you will meet there, is your loving shepherd. He died for you. He purchased you. He paid for your sin. He's ready with mercy and grace always, every day. His mercies are new every morning. His grace is there every day. He will never let you go. Nothing can take you out of his hands. Oh, you got you to gotta get to Jesus this morning. Maybe for you, you're going to meet him in Galilee today. For others, maybe today you're looking for Jesus in the cemetery. Maybe you came and kind of checked out an Easter service because you're wondering about all this. How so many people, what is, what is the deal with this Easter thing? Resurrection? Maybe you look at it like hey, everybody says there's a, there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You know, you're like, yeah, I want to go check this out, right? So, well, welcome. Welcome this morning. I invite you to the tomb. I invite you to the cemetery. I invite you to the tomb. Stick your head in and take a look. He's not there. He's not there. He is risen. Please, please believe. Will you be a believer now? Will you believe this? You know, Romans, there's a beautiful verses in Romans. Chapter 4, verse 25 said this. Jesus was delivered over to death for our sins. And he was raised to life for our justification. Listen, Easter Sunday, Easter, Good Friday, Easter, 
can have huge implications on my eternal future and your eternal future, on our lives right now in 2021. Because back then he was dying for my sin, your sin, taking our place and and the, the payment was made and the resurrection makes a statement that the check cleared. You can really be free. You can really be justified. You can really be forgiven. Will you believe? Will you run to Jesus and put your faith in him and trust in him and Christ alone is your savior, risen, forgiving Lord? You can do it. Do it right now. God's drawing you to him. Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth, all right, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the Son of God. He is Lord. He's who he said he is. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Are you looking for Jesus this morning? Can you point to a time in your life when you were saved, when you were forgiven when you met and embraced the living Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Oh, please, this is the joy. This is the good news of Easter. This is why we celebrate. We'd love to talk to you. Man, we'd love to talk to you. Please, there, there's going to be a, a phone number on the screen right now. You can text the word Jesus to this number. So the number's up there. Um, write it down. Grab your phone plug it in, whatever, um, we'll give you a moment to do that. And then we're going to sing. You're going to watch, you know, watch, sing along with this if you know it, but whatever you do, make sure you engage with this saying, because he lives, if Jesus really is alive, what kind of implications, what kind of difference can it make in my life today and tomorrow and in my future? So, so engage with this, listen with this, worship with this, and then I'll come back and we'll close it up. God sent His Son They called Him Jesus He came to love He lived forgiven He lived and to buy my promise.
Resurrection Easter really can have that kind of impact on you and me today. Let me pray. God, the reality, the fact is you are alive. We can debate it and not come to that conclusion and believe misinformation. It doesn't change the reality that you're alive. So we who believe this and embrace you as Savior, please speak into our hearts this morning in a very specific way. 
Because you live, I can face tomorrow. Because you live, all fear is gone. And for us, maybe we even this morning embrace you as our Savior. All fear is gone of judgment and hell. If we are yours, all fear is gone. We can face tomorrow because you're the good shepherd. Lay down your life for us. And you have us in your hand. And you hold us fast. And you will never let us go. Thank you. We praise you with joy. Worship you as the risen Lord this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Easter.